You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Thank you for joining us and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and producer, Nick Schwartz. Guys, how are we feeling on this Red Friday? Cody, I know our viewers can't see, but you're in a new location. You've got a nice bookshelf behind you. Do I, I could have read any of those. Do I spice categories? Uh, you, you do, which is easily one of the best board games, just if we're, if we're ranking them to start the show. Scategories is a completely underrated board game. Um, but, you know, I uh, normally, and we have plans to eventually show video of the entire show for people. Yes, but, YouTube but eventually. I had been doing it in my dining room because there was a cricket who was living in my basement, who I couldn't kill. And it was like hiding under the furnace, never to be gotten. But I got it. It's no longer living. So now I got to come back down to the basement. So problem solved. I get Now I can have these books behind me. They make me, I don't know. It's better than like the random window blind. So it's got to be an improvement. Are you taking a victory lap uh, after killing a cricket who was beating you for two months? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, that's honestly it just feels good to. Get, it's like uh, it's like when you're zero and ten and you get a win. You're like, thank God, we just couldn't go winless on the season, which is what it was starting to feel like in relations to the cricket. So no, it feels feels nice to actually have a a space that doesn't look like Nick's empty vacuum. Okay, <laughs> let's not hurl insults at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a minimalist approach here. Um, like almost to the teeth. There's nothing. There's literally nothing on your wall. <laughs> Nick thought I was in a new location. I, li- I literally just changed which side of the table I was sitting on. But new backgrounds for us all. I guess so. Yeah. And I'm like, sure we, now we get to look at your kitchen. How often do you use it, Kayla? Are you are you a good chef? Um, I'm getting better. OK. I actually enjoy cooking. I just it's a lot of food for one person and then I eat it yeah. once or twice and then it just goes to waste. You got to yeah. ask Nick. He's the king of eating leftovers. It's easy for me. I like to cook too, but there are four people eating it. Zero Nick, waste in this house. Nick will make braised beef with Brock and he will eat Whoa. it six consecutive days. Okay. Until it's gone. I can't do that. I don't eat it six days, but maybe two or three. Maybe like, maybe like four or five consecutive meals. I'll do that. And it's, you know, it's, it's not great near the end. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not loving having the same meal for five straight meals, but you know what? It's efficient. Well, at least you're not wasting food like right. some of us here. All right. Promise we're going to talk about football. Why don't we get to it? We've got a big game coming up Sunday night football prime time with the Titans guys. First things first. Why has Andy Reid struggled versus the Titans? Really quick. The Chiefs are two and five versus the Titans since 2013. They took the L last season, 27 to three. Ouch. Mahomes is one and two against the Titans as a starter. However, a stat I have that I like going for us is, as we know, Chiefs Kingdom, Andy Reid off a bye is 20 and three in his career and seven and two in KC. So I like that going into the weekend. But what is 
the hangup with the Titans. Seven and two. What's funny about that is that's probably pretty close to Andy Reid's regular winning percentage. So here we've probably overblown the bye week a little bit. Andy Reid wins 70% of his games owned under almost any circumstance. So seven and two after the bye is like Andy in normal circumstances. I think it's a bigger thing that we're fighting, which is the Titans own the Chiefs. I don't think people want to hear this, but they do. Patrick Mahomes had one glorious run in an AFC title game that eventually propelled them to the Super Bowl. And if it weren't for that, you'd hate this team. Marcus Mariota once completed a pass to himself to beat them in a playoff game. They kicked their ass last year. They kicked their ass the year before that. They have consistently, they're the only team who consistently threatens their supremacy for the number one seed over the last five years. It's weird. It's a weird team. And it's not just the Titans. It's the entire AFC South. And I, I really did try to think about it. Like, what is it? What is the one thing I could boil it down to? And I've decided it's because the AFC, AFC South sucks ass and Andy just decides he can grind out wins. He's like, I'll just beat the Colts by like three. I don't, I don't care. I'll just beat the Titans by like three. It's fine. He sees bad quarterbacks, mediocre defenses, run heavy first teams, and he thinks Here's my chance to grind out a win because other than that, I can't explain it. Well, at first I wanted to say maybe there's just some sort of tactical advantage that, you know, Mike Vrabel has found against the chiefs or against this offense, but Vrabel's only been there since 2018. So of those five losses, I mean, that's still three of them. Right. Uh, But I don't, I don't know because their teams have changed so much. It's not as though they've had Derrick Henry for all of those. It's not as though, They've had a great defense for all of those. I know you hate it when I do this, Cody, but part of me just says, you know what? There's not a deeper story here. It's just bad luck that the Chiefs have happened to play in the first games against the Titans. Maybe, I mean, if you're looking for one common thread, it's that for basically all of those teams, the Chiefs defense was no good. And, And, well, you know why, Nick? Because run first teams are good up front, physical up front. What would we pretty much say has been the Chiefs' weakness yeah. The entire time Andy Reid's been here. Yeah, They're not a big physical team. They don't get physical, you know, like they aren't that. It's not just the defensive line. It's that they're not maulers. That's never been what they are. So when they go against these teams that have Jonathan Taylor or have Derrick Henry and have no choice but to run, they're like, this is who we are. And I think that there is something because like this year, this year in particular, it's concerning. Because it seemed like what's happened is over the last three years, every defense in the NFL has prepared itself to stop passing offenses. And there's a few teams with rushing offenses thriving because everyone else is built different than that. Yeah, and even before Derrick Henry, even with, uh, who was the coach before? Uh, Mike Malarkey, I believe it was. Um, Even going back to like the DeMarco Murray years, this was a team that always ran the ball And when you think about that style of play, right, we want to run the ball. We don't, we want long drives. We want to control the time of possession that runs counterintuitive to what style of game Andy Reid wants. It's these two conflicting styles, these two conflicting paces where for whatever reason, Andy's lost more often than he has. But I'll be honest with you, Kayla. I like the, I liked some of the stats you gave at the end of your question. Uh, the stuff about Andy Reid after a bye. To me, that is more useful heading into this game than mm-hmm. a six-game sample size or a seven-game sample size, whatever it is, 
of Andy Reid's time against Tennessee. I, w- I would take the 23-game sample size that says he's really good coming off a of bye. And that didn't happen last year when we played the Titans. Let it be known. And also, Patrick Mahomes was quoted this week saying, last year we weren't ready and they beat our ass. Well, and like, no, Kayla, you saying that and the way you entered it, like, big game, right? Two five and two teams. The two and the three seed right now in the AFC. A team that has beaten you and Patrick Mahomes knows it. Sunday night football. Where's the buzz? None. It doesn't exist. I don't. It's got to be because Ryan Tannehill is the most milk toast quarterback imaginable. <laughs> like you just can't fathom getting yourself hyped up for like, all right, Mahomes hand. And you're like, Allen, Burrow, Brady, Rogers. And you're like, Tannehill. You're like, huh? God, I just, there's just no juice there. And it might be Malik Willis. Now he's practiced. So it's probably going to be Tannehill. But I, I really do think that it's got to be the quarterback, right? What other explanation would there be? Like you said, they beat the, like Mahomes said, they beat our ass. And he sounded mad about it. Like, it's not just that he said it. It's the way he said it that stood out to me. This is a big game. Like if you, like we've talked about the Bills might beat you out for the one seed anyway, but they could get tripped up. Things could happen. You don't want to have to go three consecutive or two consecutive road games or, you know, anything like that. And the Titans, if they beat you, will have a one game lead and the tiebreaker on you again. The same team that beat you for the number one seed last year. I don't really feel like this is the time to have your off game. Well, and I think the other thing you have to look at with the lack of buzz is it's not. It's less of a lack of buzz about this game and more attributed to a lack of buzz around the Titans. Because they started to oh and two. They lost to the Giants in week one, got killed by the Bills in week two. And their five wins, two have come against the Colts, one against the Commanders, one against the Texans and one against the Raiders. This is not a team that anybody, I think, really around the league is looking at and saying, ooh, watch out for them. They're playing really good football. I think they're just playing a bunch of bad teams. I don't think they're a bottom feeder, but look at Vegas. They have the Chiefs to 12 and a half point favorites. That tells you everything you need to know right there. Like, not I know. Just 12 and a half points wild, right? The big Based line. on what we just opened with, that's a big number to me. If, yeah, I know. And, and that, to me, just tells you that Vegas doesn't look at Tennessee as a team that's as good as their record indicates. Love that. All right, we're going to move on because the Chiefs are moving away from Sky as the exclusive returner. They say he'll still be a part of the rotation. The punt return rotation will be McColl, Sky, and maybe Tony. We're okay with this, yes? <laughs> I mean, <Okay>. Jeff, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. Nick, it seems like good move. happy. Good move. Why wouldn't, I mean, I don't, how many episodes ago? Someone could probably track this for us when I came on here and I said, please, never again, stop letting Sky more return punts. Whenever that was, uh, I meant it. And that mood hasn't changed. And just as long as Sky Moore is strong enough to not let this ruin his confidence. And by the way, the players who this does ruin the confidence and they're lesser players in the NFL don't end up being good NFL players anyway. So not worried about that part of it. This is good news all around. Sky Moore, and they tried. He'd never returned punts. They tried. It didn't work. He's not good at it. So they're willing to move off of it, which means Sky Moore gets to now focus on the thing he should be. Getting better at wide receiver, mattering in the offense, and finding spots to use him in the regular offense. For this week, it's probably going to be some combination of McColl and Sky and Tony because it's early in the process. But by week 18, we assume that Sky will mostly be out of this. And that's good for him and for the Chiefs. He doesn't need to do a job 
Like, dude, being fired would seem like it would wreck your confidence less than every time he tries to field a punt and it goes the way it does. Yeah, I think it was after the Bills game, if I have my games right, where he he muffed the punt. And we kind of came on here and talked about how you drafted this guy to be a receiver. And I don't fault the coaching staff for using special teams as a way to get him more involved. And who knows exactly what the reasoning behind that was. Was it because you wanted to bring him along slower in the offense or was it because that he needed to be brought along slower? Is it that he's that much farther behind Juju and MVS and Mecole to the point where this is the only way we have to get him on the field and we still believe there's talent in there. We just don't think he's ready to to contribute in this offense. We're going to find out, right? We're going to find out what they really think of Sky because if taking him off of punt returns means that we don't see him at all on Sundays, I think that will be a a pretty glaring indication that they just don't think he's ready to contribute for this team right now. You know why that would stand out, Nick? Is because Andy Reid on Monday said that he realized they weren't getting Pacheco the ball more and instead chose to start him in an effort to make sure he would at least get some touches. He didn't get way more, right? He only got eight. It's not like he was the lead back by himself, the only guy doing it. But they started him to make sure he got the ball. And that's the thing they always say about Sky. Like, oh, no, we intended to get him the ball more. You know, he was a bigger part of the game plan. But defenses, they just make us do things, which never makes any sense with a guy like Sky. No defense that the other team shows you stops Sky more from being a part of it. That's not the way they're lining up against you. But if you're willing to move around your entire running back rotation and effectively lessen the role at least a little bit of your former first round running back, then you should probably, if you trust Sky, be willing to find him more chances in the passing game. Okay, I feel like to me, it's it's that. And I I don't know. I still think that there's a role for him. I'm not writing him off. And I think this would be a if you hate it. If you didn't think if you hated this guy more pick and you didn't think it was going to work. And Nick and I both wanted George Pickens, but that doesn't have anything to do with him right now in the offense. It's just if you want to write off Sky more, this is the moment Chiefs fans are going to do it. But I don't think this has anything to do with him as a receiver. Yeah, I mean, if he's being taken off the return and then you add in Tony to the wide receiver mix, I don't feel like we're going to see him much at all. He only has six catches this year. So, I mean, and now Tony's in there. So it's like we asked the question earlier in the week. It was on our show. It was just like, who do you think has a bigger impact for the rest of your sky more Tony? And I was like, Tony, you're going to give me kick and punt return. Tony, he's way more likely to, to touch the ball in a big situation unless something changes. Now, here's one stat that will make you feel better. If you look at just like a simple line graph of every rookie wide receiver Andy Reid's ever had, he hasn't had a single one whose production doesn't increase in the second half. So you can assume he'll have more than after the bye week. Sorry, is the way I should probably put it. But so we should see some increase for Sky. But I mean, how much can that really be? It's not going to go from six to 30 catches in the second half. That's just not realistic. No, and I think the other part of it is that you look at McColl, who's playing more snaps. He's running more routes than Sky is. And this is a guy who was the old Sky more. Now, he was playing way more even from day one than Sky was. But to an extent, we were still talking about McColl every year. Like, when are we going to see him more involved in the offense? When is he going to you know, pass Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle on the depth chart? And it never happened. But even this year, he's still getting more run than Sky is. So the guy who Andy Reid used to not trust 
he now trusts more than he does this rookie. So I'm not, I'm not even close to writing off Sky long term. I think a lot of this is like you said, Cody, which is that it's a tough playbook to learn. And rookie receivers typically don't play under Andy Reid. I mean, even going back to his time in Philadelphia, the only time when any rookie receivers played was right after the Super Bowl when they had to kind of like reset and they drafted Deshaun Jackson in the second round. Then the next year they drafted Jeremy Macklin in the first round. They had nobody else on the roster. It was like Todd Pinkston. So like they had to play these young guys, but in 23 years of, of data suggests that Andy really takes his time with rookie wideouts. Well, it, it can help that this is the deepest they have been at wide receiver. Not the best because Tyree kills not here, but the deepest he has to compete legitimately with five people before he can touch the ball. Every running, let's just lump the running backs into a group as five. Then we know that after, then we know the four wide receivers who are Kelsey and the three wide receivers are getting more time. A Cole MVS, Juju plus Travis Kelsey. And that's before we even mention the fact that Noah Gray plays twice as much as he does. So, I mean, he's got almost as much or Jody Fortson's had almost as much chance to get the ball this year as Sky does. Well, we got our answer in terms of Sky being the exclusive returner. If you're not an accountant, you shouldn't do people's accounting. That's <laughs> that right. Is a reference for, it's a reference for our OG listeners, if you, if you didn't know. 